is the 200 level episode 186, New Beginnings, and we call it that for a few reasons that I'll get into here. Of course, Illinois basketball getting ready in a couple days to start their Big Ten tournament journey. I have some very strong thoughts on that. New Beginnings in that we will also turn the page on this Big Ten title talk. And to be honest, the last time that I would have podcasted was back on Sunday when we spoke with Sean Harrington, and I knew it was a possibility that Michigan would lose. I actually thought that they would beat Michigan State. We wouldn't even have to worry about this. And part of me kind of wishes that were the case because if I'm being honest, I've went back and forth emotionally about getting a banner, getting a Big Ten title. And we would have avoided all that if Michigan would have just won the stupid game. And of course they didn't. And you can also thank Michigan State for not just winning both of those games. So then Illinois would have been the outright champions themselves. But alas, listen, the Big Ten... Screwed the pooch on this one, and it is what it is. I will talk plenty about that, but this will be the last time that I talk about the Big Ten regular season thing, because the next time I'm here on this podcast will be Friday when we get the Big Ten tournament started against either Rutgers or Indiana. But the Big Ten tournament, as I focus on that, Illinois is going to win this thing. I don't think I will go into a Big Ten tournament or have ever gone into a Big Ten tournament more sure of this any other point in my life. This team is primed and ready to win it anyway. And you add in this chip on the shoulder, which they seem to excel whenever there's a chip on their shoulder. Well, that's going to be the case this weekend. They are going to be out to prove that they are the best Big Ten team. I think they will do so. And I think they will do so emphatically. So I will watch these games cool as a cucumber. Now, you might think, okay, Carp, if we go down eight points in one of these games, are you really going to be that cool? You know what? I think I am. I am at peace. I'm at peace with what this team is capable of and what I think they're going to do. And I will be unencumbered and unburdened when they start on Friday. And I'm I'm pretty sure that come Sunday afternoon, I know the images I'm going to be seeing on my TV and I know I'm going to like it. So let's relish this, right? We can be angry for everything that happened with the Big Ten uh, title stuff. And I think we have rights to be so. But now that we are here on Wednesday... I am ready to turn the page as well. We're going to be doing both of those today. That's what we're calling it, new beginnings. Fresh start, right? We're getting this Big Ten tournament started, then the NCAA tournament, and I do think this team will raise banners more than one. I I am as confident as I've ever been about that. Good vibes, right? I've tweeted before, before the Wisconsin game at Kohl Center, before the Michigan game. Good vibes. Now, what does a gut feeling really mean? Not all that much, right? There's no science behind it, but... I do have a good vibe about the way the rest of this thing is going to play out. I am recording right now from Chicago. I am in a hotel room. I got the podcast set up with me, made sure to bring this because I'm going to be up here for a while, at least through the weekend. And this is something that happened personally with our family. Uh, My mom back in November was diagnosed with end-stage liver disease, and she had had a condition for about 30 years, an autoimmune thing that attacked the liver. She was able to manage it. She was super healthy. She kept it at arm's length for all those years and really about 10 years longer than they expected when Mayo gave her the diagnosis back in 1990. But it eventually took its toll and she got on the transplant list. We are here in Chicago because my mom just received a transplant, a brand new liver, Uh, as the doctor said, a beautiful liver. And she is resting and recovering right now across the street and we are overjoyed. you know. And to be honest, it's been just such a ride because you had the entire year impacted by COVID anyway. So we weren't able to see my mom nearly as much. And then this happened in the fall and that put a kibosh on really hanging out at all from November until now. Fortunately, last week, uh, you know, they'd gotten vaccinated. I was vaccinated. My sister was on the path for that as well. And we were able to hang out at my sister's place with their grandkids. And that was a big moment for them. And then a few days later, she gets the call and here we are. She's resting and recovering with a brand new liver. So we are absolutely beyond grateful and beyond relieved. I will be seeing her tomorrow. I'll be seeing her, you know, over the next week or so. They have this thing where you can only have two people for visitation. So my sister and I are basically alternating and my dad is going there each day. But it is exciting to say the least. And I'm still processing it. On the other side of any donation, of course, is the person that passed away. This was a deceased owner. We do not know the circumstances as to what happened. So there's that added weight of recognizing you got this amazing gift. But then on the other end of it is a family that is grieving right now. I hope that some sometime down the road, we can meet that family and let them know 
how much of an impact this had on our lives. You know, it won't take away from their loss, but I hope that it gives them some peace knowing that, you know, joy and life came from the sadness that they're experiencing right now. So we are just in a wave of emotions. For me, the podcast is one way to kind of get that out there. And you guys recognize that. I mean, back in the summer, all the things we would talk about that weren't sports related, that was my opportunity to get things off my chest. And I had to bring the podcast equipment up here to Chicago, not just because there's games Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but for something like this, there's downtime. What is it? The An idle mind is the devil's playground, right? And I can hop on here, talk a bit, and this is therapeutic for me as well. So I just want to get that personal thing out there. I will be in Chicago. I will be watching the games. I got Big Ten Network in the hotel room. I think I got enough internet here where I can get Trevor and Isaac on the horn for our Zoom second half post-game podcast. I think we're all set for that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and probably two podcasts on Sunday with Selection Sunday that evening. So we're going to be busy, and we're still going to be doing this. This is the most exciting time of year for Illinois basketball. And for our family, Illinois basketball has been the thing. You know, when I was a little kid back in the Henson era, and I don't remember 89, but I do remember when Deion Thomas got here and then Kawan Garris, those were my formative years. And every night at the dinner table, that was the conversation, was Illinois basketball. So it is just serendipitous timing that we're here in Chicago, mid-March, the best Illini team in 16 years, and then we get the best news that we could ever receive, that my mom is going to get a second chance at this and that she will get a new lease on life. So it's just, you know, it's crazy. I mean, what can I say? I, I think that I will process this more the longer I, I let this sink in. And then when I finally get to see her again too, I think that'll be a big moment, but we are riding that wave and it's silly to even bring, I guess, sports into that conversation, but knowing what it means to our family and and how much joy it has brought to us as well. It is just a welcome, it's been a welcome distraction the last couple months, to be honest, when there's been a lot of other stuff going on, the inability to really see each other in any safe way, but we could connect and talk about this awesome Illini basketball team. So I'm grateful for them too. I'm, of course, far more grateful for the fact that my mom was able to, that she'll be able to get better, right? But as a sort of peripheral a benefit to these last few months. Illinois basketball has been at worst a distraction and at best brought us some genuine joy. And that's what I'm going to focus on today because this is a team and a season worth celebrating and they aren't done yet. We know that. Yes, there are some frustrations and trust me, I'll get to that just because everything is is great right now and I'm, I am full of joy and all these other emotions doesn't mean that I don't got a few people I got to call out today. Trust me, I got some scores to settle. I'll do that today. I'll wash my hands of it, and then by the end of this podcast, we're going to be cleansed. We're going to be ready to go for the Big Ten and the NCAA tournament. All right, before we get too far into this, a reminder, the 200 level is brought to you by DP Doe, online at dpdoe.com, and during this March Madness, why not order a piping hot calzone fresh to your doorstep with coupon code MIKE? You can get a $5 calzone and a $6 premium and construction zone at dpdoe.com. Custom zones with any topping you want. Some of the favorites include a Maui Wowie and a buffer zone. Um, listen, this was a campus tradition back when I was there. So we're coming up actually on 15 years of DP Doe. I know they're going to be celebrating that in a bit. But for now, celebrate this great Illini run with delicious calzones from dpdoe.com. Fourth and Kirby, they, these guys are really good at what they do. And case in point, they have a t-shirt for pre-order for your Illini Big Ten champions. Conference champions, there's an asterisk on it. They, very cleverly done. And if you want to sport that 16-4 and four record, most wins in the Big Ten, and deserving of a share, then this is the t-shirt for you. So go to fourthandkirby.com. You got that t-shirt. You also, of course, have the Corey Bradford t-shirt, which I have arriving to my house, I think, in a couple days. I'll be rocking that quite a bit this month, but plenty of great Illini swag just in time for this stretch run. At fourthandkirby.com, use coupon code 200LEVEL for 10% off your order at fourthandkirby.com. Rector Construction, online at R-E-C-T-O-R construction.com. Everything from a new roof to a crawl space inspection and everything in between. Not only are these guys great at the home projects that they do, and it is getting to be that time for home projects, right? But they're also great citizens of Champaign-Urbana, which may make you think, well, what does that have to do with construction? Uh, these guys have been around for a while. They get back to their community. They are great stewards for Champaign-Urbana as well. 
And, uh, you know, when you're talking about home projects, you not only want experts, but you want guys that care and guys that know what they're doing. And uh, Rector Construction has all of that. Um, I can vouch for them personally as well. So go to R-E-C-T-O-R Construction, RectorConstruction.com today for a free estimate. Finally, State Farm Agent Brian Hansen online at BrianIsMyGuy.com. Brian is my guy for homeowners and auto. It was great working with him as we made that move to the new house. Absolutely seamless. No problem whatsoever. He made it easy. And of course, you get great State Farm prices as you would expect. So go to BrianIsMyGuy.com for all of your insurance needs. State Farm Agent Brian Hansen online at BrianIsMyGuy.com. Alana Inquirer and the Champagne Showers Podcast Network partners with the 200 level. Got to thank all of you for the biggest week we've ever had. Uh, We were top 30 for basketball podcasts in America. Top 30. I think Andy Katz was like 27. I think what that speaks to is the fact that Illinois fans are crazy and that's okay. I'm crazy too, right? I absorb and consume all of this Illini media, especially when things are good. So things were great last week (laughs) for everybody. And then I know if you were to talk to Jeremy or Robert or any of these other Illini media guys, this is the best time of year. This is the best stretch of Illinois sports that we've had to cover in recent memory. You'd have to go back to 05. And at that point, I was a young whippersnapper in senior year in high school. So this is exciting. The listenership is off the charts. We appreciate it. I know that we've gotten some new listeners along the way. And thank you for tuning in. And for those that have been with us from the get-go, we appreciate you immensely. The fact that you make us part of your podcast rotation. You know, listen, time is short, right? You only have so many hours per day. So the fact that you delegate even a little bit of that to the 200 level means a lot. Because if I think about a childhood dream I had, it would be to cover Illinois sports. When you're really little, you think, I want to be the play-by-play guy. And then you recognize, oh, there's sports talk radio. I can just talk about Illinois sports. So that's been a dream for a long time. And the fact I get to do this with this podcast, which we started from scratch, and we get to do it during this season of all seasons is a joy. It really is. So thanks for listening. I am humbled and appreciative of the fact that we have had so many people listening to us the last month, especially. We're building and building. All right, let's talk about the Big Ten title thing, and and let's get this out of the way, okay? I say get this out of the way because this has been the topic of conversation, and I think justifiably so for the last few days. Let me just state what my position is. Unequivocally, Illinois should have a share of the Big Ten regular season championship. The main points have been won over time and time again, um, but I want to start with this. This has nothing to do with Michigan. It really doesn't. And on Sunday night, I tweeted something out and I wanted to make sure the first thing I said was Michigan earned their Big Ten title. That is true. There is no but, if and or but about it. They earned it. I'm fine with that. Granting Illinois a share of the Big Ten title is not taking anything away from them. Now, I have been a bit surprised, whether it be Juwan Howard, who I know has to advocate for his team, or smug journalists like Brendan Quinn, and we'll get to him in a bit. Don't worry. See, I'm in a great mood, but I'm still going to call out people that are acting like jerks, okay? And I, I, I got Brendan Quinn on my uh, crap list here in just a bit. But the fact that they act like this is an affront to Michigan basketball, that if Illinois were to be granted a co-championship, that all of a sudden that is somehow taking away a damn thing that they accomplished. And the fact they can say this with a straight face after Illinois went up to Ann Arbor and won by 23 points without their best player, the fact that they had the gall the balls, quite frankly, to act like, whoa, I cannot believe that they would request such a thing. Kiss my ass. You know, again, I'm in a good mood, but I, I got to get that out there. It does infuriate me when I see people, uh, Michigan fans or writers like Brendan Quinn, for example, basically invalidate what I think is a genuine emotion and feeling based in a reasonable, logical argument. Illini fans and the players and the coaches and Josh Whitman, and we'll get to that letter in a bit, have a very sound, reasoned argument for why they should have a co-championship. It's not crazy. And just because Kevin Warren is a complete doofus and incompetent at his job doesn't mean that we should have to pay the price for it. Another thing real quick, I've noticed a few people on Twitter, and I understand why they're broaching this question, would say, well, listen, it's just a Big Ten title. Like You got other banners you can... Raise, right? Go out there and win the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament or make a Final Four. And I agree with that to an extent, but these guys should be able to have their cake and eat it too. They earned that co-championship. They should get a banner. 
and still be able to go out there and win the Big Ten tournament and make a Final Four, win the NCAA tournament, all things which I know are still on the table. So keep in mind, the Big Ten championship, and I'm glad that Jeremy, over the years that we did shows at 93.5, he really harped on this, and I think he was looking at maybe the Wisconsin method, how conference championships, when I was younger, didn't mean nearly as much as a deep tournament run. And yeah, I'm sure that I took some of those conference championships for granted. What I would give for a conference title, and I think this team had earned theirs, right? What I would give for that. And over time, I started to shift this thinking to, well, listen, there is something to be said about a conference title because that is a long haul kind of thing. That's something you earn over 16 or now 20 games. Something that this team earned. And that a single elimination tournament in March should not be the only barometer you use to determine a team's success. And I fell in that trap often, right? There's no doubt I did. So this team deserves the banner. I think Illini fans deserve to be, or I should say have a right to be ticked off, that Kevin Warren apparently just said, nah. After the Big Ten had shown flexibility, and I think justifiably so, back when they said, listen, Ohio State may not have played every game, but it's clear that they're the best team and they should be eligible for the FBS playoff. I know a lot of people were up in arms about that, but that seemed pretty reasonable to me. That yes, they were the best team from the Big Ten, Now, we know for a fact that part of the reason Kevin Warren vouched for them was because that meant more money for the conference. And that also means more money for Illinois. So that is a commissioner really doing his job. He's looking out for the best interest of all the universities. And to do so, sorry, Indiana, but Ohio State has to be eligible for it because that's going to make y'all a lot of money. And that might actually be why the Indiana athletic director didn't say a whole hell of a lot because he was going to get a paycheck from it as well. So that was understandable. But there's no money involved in this. Kevin Warren's not going to make a single cent by awarding Illinois a co-championship. And all it would take is a simple statement saying Michigan won their Big Ten championship on Thursday night against Michigan State at home. It was a tremendous season for Juwan Howard and the Michigan Wolverines, yada, yada, yada. Illinois, through 20 games, also showed that they are deserving as Big Ten champions, and we are awarding them a share of the conference title, blah, 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 blah. How hard is that? It's not. Is it reasonable? Yes. Is it logical? Yes. And any Michigan fan that thinks otherwise can kiss my ass. Let me tell you why. If the shoe were on the other foot here, if the shoe were on the other foot, and let's say Illinois played 17 games, we had the same record Michigan did, and we get awarded a conference title, but on our third to final game of the year, we get blown out at home to Michigan without Isaiah Livers or without Hunter Dickinson. You, you pick the guy and just say he's out of the lineup. I would say, you know what? We got our banner. We deserve it. But um, yeah, they probably deserve it too. But instead, it seems to me like most Michigan people are saying, no, 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 no. We, We shouldn't even have this discussion. Give me a break. Give me a break. It is a quick reminder. I had softened a bit because my wife is from the Ann Arbor area. And Ann Arbor is one of the coolest college towns you'll ever be in. And I love the Michigan campus. And yes, there are plenty of good Michigan fans. Every fan base kind of sucks, right? Even Illinois and this whole thing, our fan base has done some things that are head scratching. And sometimes, yeah, they border on pathetic or complainy, but that's fine. This is my tribe, right? I mean, we aren't perfect and no fan base is perfect, but I think the amount of, I mentioned pomposity. I know Ethan, if you're listening to this, you'll appreciate that because I think I said it about four or five times a podcast or two ago. But really though, the pomposity of Michigan fans, a Juwan Howard, which ugh, give me a break, of guys like Brendan Quinn, and the smugness on top of that, like nanny nanny foo foo, we got a Big Ten title and you didn't. After you kicked their butt at their place, and you played all twenty games, and your one percentage is a mere two percentage points off. It's unreasonable. So yeah, in this case, guess what? Illini fans were reasonable. Did we maybe take our vitriol a little too far? I don't know. Big Ten titles mean something. And if you think that we're ticked off about it, imagine if you're one of these players after you went out there for 20 games, you had this rush of games at the end of the year because a program like Michigan had to fold for COVID-19 concerns and yours kept your house in order. You kept things clean. Perhaps that's unfair of me to say. I mentioned before that in a pandemic, I shouldn't go around pointing fingers and blaming those who contract it. And I don't think it was a single guy in the basketball program that got it. It was the Michigan athletic program as a whole. And they had one of the variants and they said, we got to shut down. And I think it might've even been state mandated, 
But then when you get guys like Ira Weintraub completely throwing this timeline nonsense out there, like, well, I mean, yeah, the women team, they played Thursday, but the guys team couldn't play Friday because the schedule's... No, 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 no. It was not that complicated. And honestly, I don't begrudge Jawan Howard and that program for saying, hey, listen, we, we haven't played for a few weeks, and... There's no way we're going to come out there with like a day or two of practice and start things off against Illinois. Not going to happen. I don't blame them. That would be him advocating for his guys. And the game was still played. That thing is so far long ago that it doesn't bother me nearly as much as the fact that you played them, you smoked them, you were 16 and four, and they were what, 15 and three, 14 and three. And we're just assuming that those three games that they missed, they would have won. This is the same team that lost at Minnesota by 20-something points that looked lethargic against Michigan State in the final game of the year. And, oh, right, the Illinois game, without their best player, lost by 23 at home in what was, sorry, a pretty big game. So we can't use the excuse that Michigan just took that night off. No, they were all ticked off from what Brad Underwood said, which was totally legit. And they still laid a complete egg. So yeah, guess what, Michigan? You're at number one on my list. I cannot wait for Sunday. I can't. It may happen. I think Illinois is going to make it there. I think Illinois is on the right side of the bracket, by the way. The Michigan has the tougher path, whether it be Purdue, Ohio State, or Michigan State. Those teams are going to have something to say about it. On Illinois' side, it's really only Iowa that I look at and say, well, that'll be tough. But if Wieskamp's not playing, boy, are you on the right side of the bracket here. So that's my spiel about Michigan. And yes, you can be overjoyed with what's, what's going on with my mom and what's going on with this line of basketball team, but they still need to be called out for this. And Brendan Quinn's little quip about, oh, uh, Gonzaga better be careful or Illinois is going to claim a share of the WCC title too. First off, the joke doesn't work because those two situations aren't comparable. Talk about apples and oranges, right? And secondly, it completely invalidates what is a reasonable uh, and logical argument. So, you know, It's amazing how sometimes these guys, and and Brendan Quinn, who is a fantastic writer, don't get me wrong, but sometimes the personalities that they cultivate on Twitter are that of just the smug, smarmy, holier-than-thou, smarter-than-you kind of guy. I know that I have fallen in that myself sometimes in the way that I respond to people on Twitter. It is inevitable where we think that sometimes that's a platform for performative sake, right? We're going to go on there. We're going to perform. We're going to try to make people laugh. That's what a lot of sports journalists or journalists in general do whenever they get what they consider to be trolls. I have no doubt that Brendan Quinn got trolls from the Illini side, and I'm sure that was aggravating. But at its core, this is a logical argument that Illini fans are making. If they went into the emotional part of it, I understand it. And then to make a quip like that, I'm not offended. See, that makes it sound like I'm offended. I'm just saying it was a stupid tweet. And it was smug. And yeah. I think that for someone that is that good of a writer, they could have constructed something a little more thoughtful than that. Now, here's something. (laughs) Take a little breath there. I know that I say emotional things. The moniker fanboy carp, which is tongue in cheek, but I think that some people, when they see that, they don't get it. (laughs) It's certainly authentic. I am a fanboy, but it is tongue in cheek because I will admit fully when I am being a fanboy, and when my reactions are based in emotion rather than logic or evidence. I try to be very self-aware about that, and I know that Jeremy has mentioned that before, that, listen, that's what Carp does, but he knows what he's doing. He's self-aware about it, and he calls himself out on that. I've done and said plenty of ridiculous things in the name of fandom, but this did bother me. This did bother me because the older you get, and being an Illini fan for every conscious moment of my life, and knowing the Big Ten titles are so difficult to get, I think Sunday night it hit me. I was waiting for this statement, thinking, well, it's so easy, Big Ten. Just announce a statement. You knew that Michigan could lose today, and if so, you should just have a statement ready to go. Now, of course not. And I was bummed. I was bummed on Sunday night. And here's what I think will happen as we get to the Whitman letter. Here's what I think will happen. They are going to raise a banner for the regular season. And I think they're going to have a couple others that they could raise here before all said and done. So don't worry, it'll be a few. But I think they're going to raise most wins, uh, conference wins leader. I don't know how you word it. There's a way to do it and still make it look every bit as prestigious as a Big Ten title. People need to recognize, and that goes for Kevin Warren, the dope that he is, just completely inept moron of a commissioner. And you say, well, Carp, that's getting personal. Listen, he sucks at his job. 
A commissioner, half of the job, if not more so, is PR. And he is terrible at that. He's an invisible man. And I hope that when he's handing the trophy to Illinois on Sunday, kiss, see, I about said kiss my arse again. I need to stop saying that. This is a family-friendly program. But get out of here, Kevin Warren. You're terrible at your job. By the way, is he just trying to actively alienate one fan base at a time? Because it's working. It's working. I wonder the mechanism to remove him would have to be university presidents and ADs. Does anyone like this guy? And he had Jim Phillips right there. Northwestern guy. I get it. That can be annoying. But Jim Phillips in the Chicago area, already the good relationships with all the other athletic directors. And you missed the boat on that. I know he would have been somewhat of a boring hire, but he would have been the Jim Delaney hire. Then you get this Kevin Warren guy who I don't really know what connection, if any, he had with the Big Ten. And he's been an unmitigated disaster so far. And I gave him grace and I gave him benefit of the doubt during the football thing. But you mess with my basketball program's ability to win a Big Ten title when they earned it. Get out of here. You stink, Kevin Warren. Garbage. But yes, Illinois should raise a banner. They'll have others to raise. Don't worry. I say that with full confidence. You know me. I got good vibes. So (laughs) that settles it. Carp has good vibes. They're going to raise other banners. I think one of them will be this weekend. But they, I think Josh Whitman will make it right for Brad Underwood too. I think he'll get that bonus. 125, right? 125,000 for winning Big Ten title. I think they will give that to him, which you might scoff at during a pandemic era. I get it. When the budgets are tight, should you do that? And maybe Brad Underwood would say, Josh, I don't need that. I'm just going to go get that national title and get the 250 bonus. I mean, and that's there too, right? That is there in front of them. Let's talk about the Josh Whitman letter. For those who didn't get a chance to read it, I'm just going to read it real quick so you get the full context of it. And this came out what would have been Tuesday afternoon at four. Now, during this time, my dad and me and my sister were just kind of in a holding pattern waiting to get word from the hospital about everything going on. So yesterday I was active on Twitter because of all that downtime and also Otherwise, my mind would have just been swimming. I had to find some sort of thing to kind of harp on. And boy, did we have them yesterday. But this is the letter from Josh Whitman. It begins, to the Illini family, for several weeks, I've been in ongoing conversations with Big Ten colleagues and officials about the methodology we're using to determine the men's basketball regular season champion, discussions that have only intensified since the final horn sounded in the Michigan-Michigan State game on Sunday afternoon. Despite our university's best efforts to achieve an equitable outcome that fairly recognizes the performance of our men's basketball team, we now know that nothing will change. In basketball, I believe teams deserve the title conference champion when they've proven themselves to be superior to their peers through their on-court performance for the duration of the season. In normal years, teams play the same number of games, making this apples to apples. Objective evaluation. But unfortunately for all of us, this is not that year. This year, we have many elite teams, including two that finished their seasons with 16-4 and and 14-3 and records, respectively. The 15% difference in the number of games played presents an apples-to-oranges comparison that is not easily resolved. Our request was simple. In a year unlike any other, do what we have shown a willingness to do repeatedly during the last 12 months. Act in the best interest of our student-athletes, pivot when needed, and do the right thing. In a year... Uh, where because of the different number of games played, we cannot fairly distinguish one team from another, declare Michigan and Illinois co-champions of the regular season. It was a straightforward solution to a complicated problem. We should not have had to advocate for ourselves. This is the right outcome for the Big Ten, and one that it should have proactively sought. But nonetheless, we were left to fight our own battle, and despite our advocacy, I learned late yesterday that our efforts were unsuccessful. Michigan will remain outright champions. To be clear, we have not endeavored to take anything away from Michigan. I'm going to read that one more time, okay? To be clear, we have not endeavored to take anything away from Michigan. Okay, Walmart Wolverine fans, can you just understand that? I'll continue here. They have compiled an exceptional season and deserve the championship they have already had the pleasure of celebrating. They're the one seed in the Big Ten tournament, and I expect they will make a deep run in the national tournament. They earned their title, and we are not looking to diminish their accomplishments. If I had a bullhorn... Quick aside, everybody, if I had a bullhorn, I'd say that loud and clear so everyone in the state of Michigan could hear that. Do you get it? Can you get through your thick skulls that it's not about you? It isn't. So I continue. This is Whitman again. But Illinois earned that title as well. Co-champions are the norm in the Big Ten. As a league, four times in the last 15 years, we've celebrated multiple champions, including just last season, when three teams lifted banners in their buildings. Having talked to people involved in those celebrations, knowing that another school is getting fitted for rings does nothing to minimize the moment and the memory. 
This season's been filled with challenges, none of our own making. After sitting without games for periods of 10 days and six days, we were presented a revised schedule for the end of the season. Four games in eight days, multiple one-day turnarounds, five of our last six games on the road, a final stretch of three games all the way from State Farm Center and all against top 25 opponents. To add insult to injury, or injury to insult, we then watched our best player, the best player in the country, mind you, Ooh, nice, nice in there, Josh. I like that. Suffer broken nose and concussion that sidelined him for three games. As a general matter, I favor diplomacy. I prefer discreet private conversations held with appropriate parties behind the scenes, and I have not hesitated to engage on these and other issues. As these situations mounted, those conversations intensified, but everybody has a breaking point. Mine was yesterday. In November, the conference agreed that winning percentage would be used to determine the regular season champion in basketball. So this was back in November just to give everyone the timeline. At the time, we stared into an uncertain future, not knowing how many games teams would be able to play. The winning percentage metric was meant to, quote, level the playing field for those teams that might suffer more significant disruption than others. For Michigan, which played three fewer games than its allotted 20, it accomplished that purpose. What we did not anticipate and what we now realize is that the same metric would actually penalize a team, in this case, Illinois, that was fortunate enough to play its entire schedule of 20 games. With the benefit of now seeing the entire season, winning percentage was an overly simplistic, misplaced choice, and it deserved to be changed. As a result, for the first time in my memory, and truly, maybe the fir- for the first time ever, the team that has won the most games, in this case, two more games, is not recognized with even a share of the conference championship. This defies logic. It stands counter to the very foundations of competition and sport. For a marquee conference that just concluded arguably the greatest, most competitive season in the history of college basketball, this is an unfortunate and disappointing outcome. The entire situation was avoidable. By mid-February, my, my DIA colleagues and I saw this possibility on the horizon. So mid-February, this is the next part of the timeline. I first raised the concern with the Big Ten weeks ago. As a conference, we talk about being values-based in our decision-making. We talk about prioritizing our student-athletes. We talk about doing the right thing. I've seen my colleagues do it time and time again. Yet in this instance, we failed to act. We became so focused on process and timing that we lost sight of the bigger picture. Illinois has left to pick up the pieces. This is a decision that will resonate with our program for generations. As part of my argument, I focused on the rarity that is the chance to compete and win a Big Ten title in men's basketball. Schools go decades without that distinction. Some of our peers have never won a Big Ten championship. A conference title provides a career-defining moment for coaches and a lifetime memory for our players. This is something that our fans, alumni, and supporters would celebrate now and years into the future. All that is to say, this decision matters. History matters in college athletics, and this is an outcome that will forever live in infamy amongst the Illini family. To the team, I offer my sincerest apology. You deserve better. Regrettably, we only have one recourse at this juncture. Win. And keep winning. Use every game as an opportunity to add another exclamation point to what has already been one of the most memorable seasons in Illinois basketball history. Every time on the court is an opportunity to augment your legacy. To steal a line from my good friend and proud Illini, Ryan Baker, friend of the 200 level. He didn't put that in the letter, but Ryan's a great guy. We are chasing bigger rings for bigger things. As Coach Underwood says, keep chopping wood every time we're slided and every time we are disrespected. Use each instance as an excuse to sharpen your axe. And when we accomplish our goals, we'll use that razor-sharp axe to cut down the nets. Regardless of what happens the rest of the season holds, regardless of what the rest of the season holds, excuse me, once we return from Indianapolis, we will celebrate you. You have earned a place in the rafters of State Farm Center. Alani forever, Josh Whitman. Talk about brownie points. That is, for Illinois fans, run through a brick wall moment. This is the fanboy coming out, but it's true. That shows that Josh Whitman has his finger on the pulse. He recognizes the gravity of the moment, and he is, as eloquently as you could put it, getting our emotions and thoughts out there, and probably that of the players and coaches as well. Kudos, Josh. You know, it's, it's something where he got into this kind of habit, I felt like, writing letters every three or four months, and it's like, I don't want to hear a letter. But that was because Illinois wasn't winning games, especially in football. In this case, though, this is perfectly timed, perfectly worded, strongly worded, breaking point, he said. He essentially called Kevin Warren a dunce and said the Big Ten office, they screwed us. And he did so in language that is going to keep this, for reasonable minds, keep this from looking ridiculous. I say for reasonable minds because, of course, Michigan reporters and fans are treating this like it's just ridiculous and look how small Illinois looks. But you know what? Again, back to the Walmart Wolverine thing to throw that term again. You're talking about some people that aren't all that smart to begin with. 
and yet have this weird kind of wafty view of what they are. So thank you, Josh Whitman, for saying what you said. Thank you for essentially rallying the troops, if we're kind of being honest here. From a sports perspective, this is exactly what that did. Got me pumped up. I'm sure got the team pumped up. And as they enter Indianapolis on Friday, I'm, I, I said this at the beginning of the podcast, and I'll say it again. Illinois is winning the Big Ten tournament. You know it, right? I mean, they're winning this thing this weekend. And each game I watch is just going to be to see how they went. I've never in my life had this sort of confidence going into something. That includes the NCAA tournament, but of course that's matchups. But the emotions running as high as they are right now and knowing that this team feeds off this, we're getting disrespected. Iowa didn't get Big Ten Player of the Year. Coach Underwood didn't get Coach of the Year. We didn't get a Big Ten title. We're talking about the number three team in the nation, rightfully ranked ahead of Michigan right now. Okay, mind you. The number three team in the nation feels disrespected. And that's a dangerous position to be in. When I see Gonzaga struggle with BYU, Baylor's Baylor, okay? That's the best team in the country, I think, still. But you are right there, and you're entering this Big Ten tournament with the perfect amount of baggage on your shoulders, right? The perfect amount of weight. Not too much, just enough to go out there and get it done. And I really don't think you're going to play Michigan anyway. I don't. I think this is going to be a jumbled mess of a tournament. I don't think it's going to go scratch except for Illinois winning their side of the bracket and then winning on Sunday. So get ready for a fun weekend. I'm pumped. I know Isaac, he's going Saturday. Maybe he'll see Illinois, Iowa. I would love that. I think it'd be fun. I think you're going to see Illinois, Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin gets that first win and then they beat a Weisskamp or Wieskamp less Iowa team. That's my upset special of the weekend. I think Purdue makes a run. I wouldn't see I wouldn't be surprised to see Purdue in that Big Ten title game, and that wouldn't be easy. But it doesn't matter. Illinois is going to win this thing. I, I got no... Well, no, I do have some evidence behind it. They are playing better than any Big Ten team right now. But on top of that, I have this just confidence that I've never felt as an Illini fan. That whatever mojo this team has now, it is not going to get derailed. Not this weekend. When they got screwed out of the Big Ten title, they're going to go there and raise that trophy on Sunday. You, we're going to have fun. It's going to be awesome. Like, are you ready? I'm ready. This is going to be, I've never been this charged up for a Big Ten tournament. I know that in 05, it was sort of an afterthought. You would have lost to Ohio State, and we were all kind of reeling from that, like, oh my God, this team can lose. And you won the Big Ten tournament in less than impressive fashion for that team's standards. Bruce Weber lost his mom. That put another cloud on that weekend. And Dee Brown was like depressed at the celebration ceremony where Billy Packer had to tell him, keep your head up, kid. Do you remember that? D. Brown was really struggling by his standards in the Big Ten tournament. I think you won each game scoring like 60-plus points. There were no pretty games in the Big Ten tournament, including the final against Wisconsin where I think he won like 58-40-something. to 40 something. Just an ugly game, but you got it done. I will say the Brian Cook Big Ten tournament win back in 2003, and after talking to Sean on Saturday, uh, Sunday, excuse me, and how he mentioned he values that as much as the Big Ten titles, the conference, uh, the regular season titles. That says a lot. I didn't anticipate that. And as a fan, I didn't put the Big Ten tournament on that same pedestal. Maybe I should. I will for this team. And I know this team is for sure. <laughs> I don't. Brad Underwood could go into that locker room. What does he even have to say? What does he have to say? I mean, he doesn't need to give a speech. This team is so keyed up anyways. Oh, man, I'm ready. I am so ready for this weekend. So in a weird way, listen, I want the banner. I think that Whitman is going to find a way to raise a banner anyways, and I think you should. As Steve Greenberg had said on Twitter today, just raise a Big Ten title banner. What's stopping you? I don't know if there's maybe a way that you can't use Big Ten because they didn't specifically award it. Just say conference champs. Who cares? I don't care what Michigan fans think. I don't care what any other fan base thinks. This is my program. This is my team. This is your team. We don't need to be buddy-buddy with other programs. We can puff our chest a little bit for the way this team's played this year. And I know that some are looking at us like, oh, here comes Illinois out of the woodwork. You're damn right. You're damn right we are. After a decade of complete irrelevance, mediocrity to just bad basketball, yeah, we're puffing our chest out because this is what Illinois basketball is about. The 11th winningest program in the country, and some people act like Illinois has never been there before. We've been there. We're back. Yeah, we're puffing our chest. Sorry for all those that 
take offense to that or find it annoying, but I mean, hey, listen, <laughs> I, I understand why Illini fans can be too much to bear, but you know what? In this stretch run, hey, we're all in this together. We're a motley crew. We're a ragtag gang of Illini fans, and we all got a chip on our shoulder, and that's okay. That's okay. Embrace it. Let's have some fun with this. Uh, so yeah, that's my Big Ten tournament prediction. I don't have a lot of analysis in terms of breaking down matchups. If you do play Iowa, and this is, of course, assuming that you win on Friday. You can win Friday. Rutgers, Indiana, I don't care. I think it's actually going to be Indiana. I bet they get one last stupid win for Archie Miller, and then they score 48 points against you. whoop de doo Saturday, if it is Iowa, if Wieskamp is not playing or if he's less effective, you already know that Bohannon really struggles against Trent, so that takes another guard out of the picture. C.J. Frederick is back. That Keegan Murray kid is interesting. He's a bad matchup. And that concerns me right up there with Garza, who's going to get his. But I still think that we have the upper hand of that matchup because our guards are athletic enough to keep their guards at bay from going on some crazy explosion. And even if Garza gets his, that's fine. I still think that you get that done. And I, I was kind of reminded of that fact when Iowa struggled against Wisconsin. And I think they'll struggle against Wisconsin again if they play on Friday. And then Sunday, I don't know, Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, Gotta be honest, I hope it's not Ohio State. I don't like that matchup. But come on, I'm not, I'm not gonna sell this team short. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I don't have the same sort of pit in my stomach. Oh God, what if this thing ends prematurely? I know it can. It can for any team, but for some reason, not for some reason, but, but because this team has shown us time and time again, there's something there. And the urgency is there. And when the urgency is there, they tend to win games. And I think that'll continue. That's the good news, right? I know that was a really fired up podcast. Maybe I had to get a lot off my chest. Maybe there's all the like pent up stuff from yesterday with the personal stuff up here. You know, maybe it's just the fact that I feel like we got screwed out of a Big Ten title. And I do mean this. This is the last time I'm going to broach the Big Ten regular season title thing. It's a Wednesday. We got the Big Ten tournament started for Illinois on Friday. So that was my, I said my piece, as they say in The Sopranos, was it Paulie Walnuts? I said my piece, Chrissy. That's what he says of the intervention. So, yeah. Hey, before we go, uh, Myers Leonard, I got to address this. Myers, Myers, Myers. You know, just months ago, he was riding around a Coors Light bus, him and his wife making a bunch of cutesy videos with trick shots out in their parking lot. The ultimate power couple, Barbie and Ken, just all American couple living in Miami, living the dream. I don't know, Myers. I don't. I'm not going to try to pretend that He's some sort of jerk or, you know, what his personality is actually like. But yeah, um, his apology yesterday. Well, first off, in case you missed it, right? In case you were sleeping throughout all of yesterday, Myers Leonard said a Jewish slur on a video game stream. It's a streaming platform called Twitch. And he said it with, it just like rolled out the tongue. He said, you stupid blank. It starts with K. It is a very strong slur. And I actually did some reflecting. When would I have learned that word? It was probably a South Park episode. I'm sure Cartman says it to Cal Broflosky because Cartman's a little racist jerk, right? That's his character. So I probably learned that and many other slurs from South Park. And then I think, well, where do people learn these things? And unfortunately, all too often, it might be in their home or it may be in their circle of friends, words that get used way too loose. So he throws out this slur. It goes all over Twitter yesterday. NBA is looking into it. The Miami Heat indefinitely suspend him. He's away from the team. And he issued an apology. The apology said, I didn't know what that word meant. I'm going to learn from this. Okay, sure. There is a 2% chance. I'm going to grant him 2% that he didn't know what that word meant. There, and that 2%, by the way, would include that he's just not that smart of a guy. Okay. Why would you say a word, by the way, if you didn't know a word, why would you say it in the first place? And how would it roll off the tongue that well? And just like say it with such vigor. <laughs> like, I don't know what that word means. I just say it when I play games. I, I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time buying that. No, the 98% and the far likelier outcome is that he knew perfectly well what that word meant. He didn't realize that it was as bad as it was. I might grant him that. But why is that in the vocabulary anyway? I had a couple people tweet me yesterday saying this is gaming vocabulary. Well, I don't know what games you're playing. 
Granted, the last game that I played was Goldeneye, and I can't do that online on my Nintendo 64, so maybe I've missed the boat on what gamers are saying. But if that's the gaming universe, and this word is popular amongst it, uh, I don't know. I yeah, Again, that seems like a very flimsy excuse for just saying something completely moronic, which is what Myers did. His honeymoon's over, right? The Coors Light bus, all the little fun, happy Myers and his wife. Oh, they're so cute. That's over, right? His NBA career is likely done. His NBA career is likely done because he's not good enough to, for a team to say, you know what, despite that baggage, we're going to keep Myers on. He's not that good. So he's probably done. And it is a shame, but let's first off, don't, don't go into this cancel culture thing. You're talking about using that slur in a league where the commissioner is Jewish, where some of the owners are Jewish, where many of the fans are Jewish. That's not cancel culture. That would be a private business saying, you know what? That does not reflect our values. You got to go. You're cut. You're fired. Not cancel culture. So don't give me the Dr. Seuss thing here, okay? For six books that no one even read in the first place and pretending like that is the end of freedom of speech. That's a whole other can of worms. But when it comes to Myers, it is unfortunate for someone that I think over time seemed... um, I don't know. Seemed like a genuine enough guy. I, for example, when he was at Illinois his last year, his brother came back from serving. When Myers didn't kneel back in the summer, he gave what at the time I read is like, okay, listen. He explained his reasoning. That's his decision. That's fine. He didn't kneel because he also has the respect for military service members. But you know what? Now, in hindsight, you know there's going to be people looking at that and saying, right, Myers. It was all about service. No, no, no. It's just coming off inauthentic when you say a slur like that. You don't just say words like that. I mean, I don't know how that becomes part of one's vocabulary. And then he's what, 27, 28? And he, oh, I don't know what it is. My bad. I'm going to learn from it. An expertly crafted apology from whoever his PR person is. Expertly crafted, but it falls short. It's empty. So Myers, don't think you're going to be welcome back to campus anytime soon. It's a darn shame. You can't say that. Your NBA career is likely over. And I don't know. What can you do? I'm sure he'll... This is, this is what's so stupid about this. I would bet you $100 his ass is going to be on the Today Show in a few weeks making some sort of apology and it's going to be some sort of fluff piece. Doesn't mean he's going to play NBA basketball again. But... Uh, by the way, there have been some weird anti-Semitic things that have been said by other NBA players. I don't, I don't get the anti-Semitism thing. I, I don't understand it. I, living in Champaign-Urbana, maybe that was part of it. Maybe it is more based on where you grow up. I don't know. But the anti-Semitism thing to me is, I, I don't know. And same thing with racism and things like that. I mean, but I don't get where the energy comes from to go down that rabbit hole. But the anti-Semitism thing has puzzled me from a young age when I first found out it existed in the first place. So yeah, that's a complete aside, but Myers, you dope. You complete dope. <laughs> not, that his, not that his jersey was going to be hung in the rafters anyways. He played two seasons here, and one of them was good, but the team sucked. So I don't really look back in the Myers-Leonard era and say, oh, man, now I won't be able to look back on that game where he cried on the bench against Nebraska as one of my all-time favorite moments. It was for the complete opposite reason that most of my favorite moments are good things. That one was just funny. I mean, come on. You got to admit, when he's crying on the bench, that was, that was kind of pathetic. Oh, Myers, Myers, Myers. I tell you what, for a podcast where I thought this was going to be, <laughs> yay, everything's great. And everything is, trust me, I am feeling the energy. I'm feeling great today. We, we have been so lucky with this news. I don't know if all the things that I said about Myers or about Brendan Quinn or about Michigan fans, if, if that is counter to the good vibes that we're getting from you know, modern science, a medical miracle, all of that stuff. It probably is running counter to that. Maybe this was pent up energy or just, you know, a release catharsis for me, something like that. But re- regardless of what it is, I, I hope I didn't say anything too outlandish. If I did, whatever. I'll be back here Friday for the second half pod for Illinois versus Rutgers or Indiana. We're going to be busy this weekend. We got a lot of stuff ahead and this is going to be a fun month. I ha- I'm turning the page on the Big Ten regular season champs. It is time to focus on this Big Ten tournament. They're going to win it. They're going to raise a banner for that. They're going to do something in March in the NCAA tournament. They're going to raise a banner for that. Get ready. Banner Palooza. 
First game next year, whoever they play, when the State Farm Center is packed full of people again, we got banners to raise and trophies that are going to have to be shined and cleaned for the celebration. As Io and Trent and all the other guys come back and we put a top 10 team out there on the court, because you know that's what's going to happen next year. By the time they make the additions that they need to, this thing's running, baby. Illinois basketball's back. So puff out your chest, carry that chip on your shoulder, but have fun doing it. Let's, let, we're going to drop the anger, right? We're letting it go right now. The anger is gone. And we're going to channel that now to kick everyone's butt. That's what I'm feeling. I am feeling my oats today. So let's do it. All right. It is, uh, before we get out of here, uh, the 200 level, of course, brought to you by DP Doe. I almost lost track of where I was here. Online at dpdoe.com. Use coupon code Mike for $5 Cal Zone, $6 premium in construction zones, and they deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. So as you're celebrating during any of this Illini stretch run, you imbibe a little bit, have a couple whiskey, whiskey drinks, well, then they can bring it to your door. So you don't need to go anywhere. You can just celebrate at home and enjoy a delicious piping hot calzone from DP Doe. Coupon code Mike for $5 calzones at dpdoe.com. Got to thank 4th and Kirby. In fact, I'm rocking a 4th and Kirby t-shirt in Chicago today on this beautiful 68-degree, almost muggy March day. Going to be rocking it as I walk the streets, showing off my 4th and Kirby swag, and you can use coupon code 200 level. For 10% off your order at 4 Rector Construction, R-E-C-T-O-R Construction.com. Everything from a new roof to a crawl space inspection and everything in between, go online to RectorConstruction.com for a free estimate today. And finally, State Farm Agent Brian Hansen online at BrianIsMyGuy.com. Life Auto Home, Business Renters, you name the kind of insurance, they can at least get you a quote on it, and I will say you get great State Farm prices and personalized service. From Brian Hansen, your State Farm Agent at BrianIsMyGuy.com. Got to thank Jeremy Warner. And the Illini Inquirer staff, they're doing great work. Subscribe to them. All the months to subscribe to Illini Inquirer, this would be it. This is the month, everybody. These next four weeks are going to be special. Book it. And, of course, Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Always cool to uh, be associated with those two awesome projects. We'll be back Friday. I'm here in my hotel room. I got Big Ten Network on the TV. I got a little bit of internet to talk to the guys. So we're going to do it. And we're going to have fun this weekend. And we're going to have a lot of podcasts to cover. So... We will see you Friday. In the meantime, this is Decadence out of your head from our latest album, Fever Dreams, streaming anywhere music is available. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, thanks for all the well wishes on Twitter, Facebook. It, it means a lot. It really does. My family and I are feeling it. So thank you so much for that. And thanks for listening. It is the 200 level. Mm-hmm.